What's up, guys? It's Hard Rock Nick, one of the richest men in the world, and welcome to Phantom Unchained, the show you're too scared to tell your girlfriend that you watch. Quit your crying, put on your big boy panties, and let's get this show on the road. P.S. Beavis is my baby daddy. Hard Rock Nick the fuck out. What in the hell is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Austin here with FTM Alerts, and welcome to Phantom Unchained, episode 23. Man, I feel like Hard Rock Nick just kicks us off on the right foot, man. I might go shopping on Cameo for like some, like I'll get Ric Flair to give us an intro and like some weird, obscure celebrities that nobody gives a shit about anymore. Uh, 24, double sharp, what's happening, gentlemen? Cooling, drinking some... um children's yogurt drinks just living life oh, man wow that's super weird dude double sharp are you frozen bro <laughs> oh there you are you're smiling now all right so i've got i have my my fancy good luck cup and then i got my grape celsius and beavis is on the way i told him we're gonna lose our entire female viewership if he doesn't get his sweet ass in here so he is on the way it's kind of been like a, a fucking crazy week are we not gonna get one week without like the real housewives of phantom drama going on man it has absolutely been insane, man. Insane. 24, I hear you need a girlfriend, bro. I've seen true? your tweet. I don't know. Maybe I do. I, maybe I do. <laughs> Dude, you're, you're tall, dark, and handsome, and I think rich, as long as, like, the Chanel store will accept baby boo in payment. And, uh, you know, as long as, <laughs> as long as you can kick off some baby boo tokens, we're probably in the game here, man. So any ladies out there, the one lady in crypto, if you're looking for a boyfriend, 24 is your guy. All right, so... Let's get after it while we're waiting on Beavis. He's either making coffee or house in a Celsius, but he texted me. He will be here. So, all right. He's joining Let, in a second. Okay. All right. Cool. So let's talk about the CPI data for a second, which uh, made the markets go extremely bipolar this morning. That was crazy. So uh, the CPI is a consumer product index data, uh, which essentially what that is for anyone that doesn't know what they do is they take a basket of products in, in varying industries, right? Like automotive or whatever, household goods, and they check its price uh, over a period of time. And if inflation has affected what the consumer pays for that, that's that's basically calculated into the CPI. And the CPI data came in with an increase of 7.5%, which means last year, we probably paid 7.5% less for uh, consumer goods. That's the highest in 40 years. And uh, the market reacted to that, uh, shooting the price down to, I think, in the 43s, maybe? I don't freaking yeah. know. But uh, it didn't take long for a huge V-shaped recovery to show up. And uh, I think we're very bullish. What do you guys think? I slept through that, but I woke up to people. I thought, saw your tweet, something like, yeah, man, that was a crazy 90 minutes. I was like, what happened? I pull up all the charts and I just see V's everywhere. So, uh, it's interesting, I actually, you know? 
I wasn't asleep. I woke up and then like went and took a shower and then came back and you saw your tweet. And I was like, I have no idea what happened. I was gone for like literally 20 minutes or something. Uh, uh, well, I think we're bullish. I think we need to reclaim. Uh, and I'm talking about BTC here. We really need to reclaim like the 47,000 level. We broke through. So we, we had been in a huge descending channel since uh, the top at 69,000, which we effectively did break out of. So uh, assuming you know, all things considered, even we might be moving towards a very nice recovery. We'll see how it goes. Um, this does hold true for the uh, the shortening cycles narrative, right? We're not in the the boom and bust cycle that we used to experience a few years back. So that's that's positive for everyone. What's up, y'all? Thanks for joining in today. Let's let's get to some information that you guys all want to talk about. I see you flooding the comments with uh, the tea fill it in with uh whatever whatever share you like after that <clears throat> t two three boom what does this mean for tomb so i i had a i had a an idea that we create in 24 i'm expecting you to do this uh let's create womb right and, and we'll we'll donate like 50 percent of the profits to like the women's center or something like that for you know whatever the women's center does i don't know that would probably make some people very angry all right 24 you've got some information on this what do you got buddy? yeah you no know, it's um essentially like three printers are better than one um so if one's offline the other two print uh there's a bit of like a flood or just kind of like cascading on on the t shares going the value directly going from that into some of these other two shares, three shares. Um, Harry said there's still more details about, I guess, what's going on, but he has like a swap coming out as well, um, just so you could swap between all of these, like the the tomb FTM T share tomb with the two. I don't even know how you say some of these these things <laughs> out loud. The three with the oom, but um, he wants to do a swap and and he clearly wants to support everything. Just give me a second here, guys. Someone's knocking on my door. I'll be back. Someone's knocking on his door. <laughs> Beavis, good morning, bro. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. So Yo, I got three with the oom. So we're talking about the ooms, cool. uh, the wombs and the booms. And, you know, one thing that I think is really important to note is that these, you know, these seniorage projects and obviously the, the wild card that everyone's banking on is Harry. Like that, let's call it what it is, right? That's what they're banking on. And, yeah. but these are very like sensitive ecosystems. And uh, the, the wild card that I cannot state enough is the community and community sentiment is the entire fucking game when it comes to seniorage projects. Like that's just the bottom line. So if, if you, you know, when, when the news got released, I was, you know, just kind of posting up in the tomb discord because somebody put a Twitter comment out there that I need to go read this. And it was, ooh, it was venomous, man. It got, it got pretty rough there for a little while. Um, it does, it does look like it's recovered, which, you know, is positive, but my question without going too deep into it is, are we prolonging the inevitable or will this be the one that survives? Or are we, as Justin might say, creating dependencies upon dependencies upon dependencies that will cascade at some point? Damn, Austin, you're getting smart as hell. Ah, thanks, dude. Uh, I'm listening to you. <laughs> I, I think the the question is more like, okay, so this is like kicking the can uh, down the road, but the question is like, can the can be kicked forever? Uh, I think is more like, you know, because you can spin up potentially infinite tokens. And what I like tell projects and stuff who talk about like two token schemes is uh, 
Every token you have will thin out the attention of your core audience and your core capital base um, and cause every other token to sort of contract. Um, and we saw that with Tomb. And I, I feel like if we're releasing tokens on tokens on tokens on top of the same user base, then um, it, we're just going to see that happen over and over again. Um, and I think like best case scenario, maybe not best case scenario, but a scenario I see happening is all of these different tokens allow each respective community to kind of unwind at a more reasonable pace uh, and contract into the and divert into these other communities. So um, it is, you know, not, I don't see it as a, an avenue for growth. I don't see it as an avenue for sustainability, but I see it as a way to kind of sink a bunch of the attention and capital into more and more projects that kind of harden uh, the ecosystem and, and give users a bunch of different uh, investment options. Um, and thus, maybe make the, you know, glide down to a more reasonable uh, rate of return uh, safer, I guess, is is how I invented a way to see it just now. <clears throat> okay, that was pretty, that was pretty smooth. We, we were looking at the chart for two OMB. I actually still have it pulled up here. In fact, I'm going to share it. Let's share the two OMB chart because it's, uh, it's definitely like, Rexville in here. Let me see if I can. So announcement I'm assuming was down here. Wait, do I have it turned on? I'm such just a so you guys dude. know, I was just getting my inspection <laughs> for my condo. I was just a stupid. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. We know what's you know going on, is. bro. We know <laughs> <laughs> said those are my girlfriends. I was like, no, no, we, we had I think I would say this is probably well, where where are we back in 13th of January? So where were we when the announcement hit? Uh it was probably around here, right? So this is two OMB, probably around this area. It shot up. That's not that big of a deal. What were the other it's ones? Shares. Sir? It's two, two share, share, right? So, two so like share. Justin said, like obviously one maybe is a little bit of better of an investment because yeah, it's it was cheaper. It was printing more, and Harry signed off of it. So you saw exactly what both of you guys described clearly in these charts, where money was going from one thing to another. Mm. So here's where I see Harry doing probably something that is ah well if you're gonna if you're gonna keep something like this alive you've kind of got to do this you know how he says uh t shares equal to yfi and he starts creating these narratives about where price is going you guys have heard this and seen this i assume <laughs> right yeah well it's kind of out of the playbook. Like it's kind of what you need to do, right? To get a community to continue to buy at like really high prices is to say no, but it's actually going to this higher price, which, you know, it, it is so what it is. It, it, exactly. It's, that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a game. Um, whether it's a, a fruitful game or not, I don't know. You know, I've, I've shared my, you know, kind of opinions on uh, senior projects in the past, which is their fun money games. Um, if you can get in early and know what you're doing, but be fully aware of the risks and, you know, to be in a seasoned money game would not be one that I would personally jump into, which is not to say anything against these types of projects. They're fun. Uh, but that's just my feeling. So, all right, three shares, uh, definitely it went up like eight X and, uh, I mean, it's still kind of hanging on to half of that value. So, I mean, take that for what it's worth. 
Uh, all right. Are we hammering this one out too long? Like, should we just go to another topic? Does anyone else have anything to say about this, dude? Because it was just, it was just like a full drama. I saw so many screenshots being shared. Like, it was freaking nuts, man. I feel like I everybody know. is just over it at this point. It's just like there are guys who are into the tomb sign rage thing, and then there are guys who aren't. And at this point, it's like. You know, there's kind of the, the the middle section, the overlap section, where all the drama is. Like, oh, bah, 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 this one's better than this one. Meh, meh, meh. Um, but <laughs> the people making the most money are the people just getting in early and dumping on everybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't, part- I don't like participating in those games. So, it Jay asks everybody gets it. It's so last Monday. I agree with you, Jay. We have a whole new whole, section of drama. Yeah, we've got we've got all new drama for today, which we'll get into really? in just a minute. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's wonderful. So uh, this is not it. RT on V2. Uh, what does this mean? Are it going to be auctioned off to the community? I don't know. I, I hope it's for free. I don't. I know. Why would I they know sell what this it? Is. Uh, so so RT on V1 had lots of issues. The foundation worked on redeveloping it, uh, so it's not even written in the same language. It's not. It's V2, but it's not like an improved V1. It's like a completely rewritten um, application. The foundation has also, I think, realized that they don't actually want to run an NFT marketplace and are planning on auctioning it off to someone else to, to take it over and run it if they want to. I saw, I didn't actually see the um, auction page, but I did see a screenshot of the auction page where the auction was set to be 10 years long. So... But there is some sort of way to end it, like sooner. I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not sure if that was like the the actual, you know, final auction or not. But I know their plan is to. to they wanted to get something that was good, workable, and then and then have somebody else take it over because they want to focus on things like the FVM instead of running a marketplace. Good. I'm glad they want to focus on that. Yo, Z80's pissed off. You don't have a sword, Beavis. I promised people weapons. Please get the weapon. Why would why did they why did they write it in Golang? Is that just the only free developers? Uh, Geth is written in Golang. What? Uh, like Geth and Go Opera are written in Golang, so I think they probably have good uh, Golang. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. But like, who's gonna want to maintain that? A Golang developer? I don't know. I guess Dude. just a loose, <laughs> a loose going developer. I mean, so it's, so it's really like whoever wants to hire somebody. I mean, either a Golang developer or somebody who wants to hire somebody to run a marketplace for them. Golang is a good language. I'm sure it makes the server side of it very fast. I think. I mean, yeah, but hiring Golang developers is hard. It is. I mean, that's what I'd say. The reason you wouldn't do that typically isn't because of the language. It's because of the ability to find resources. So. If somebody can find the resources to run it, then it's an excellent choice of language. They like are devalued it by writing it in Golang. All right, we're not even speaking English anymore. So for next Golang. week, I'm going to pass out THC gummies to all the contestants on this show, and uh, and we're just going to slow things down a lot. All right, contestants, Get out your weapons. Uh, sorry, contestants? hosts. I don't know what the fuck we are. Is this all a game to you? We've got like some under under the radar. Why is Solidly launching not like a big deal? Did it actually launch or is it just online? It's just like, in, what? in production test mode. Okay. Like, <laughs> just, did yeah, nobody talk about this? Oh, okay. 
testing. All right, cool. I mean, Whatever. It, I think it's like technically live, but it did. The tweet said something about like, oh, you might risk all your funds. It's an experiment. Yeah. Uh, no liability. Yada yada. So I have a question. All right, there's so much hype. So I mean, so much hype. Billions of dollars involved in shifting TVL around. And what can we expect from this? Like, besides it being an Andre project and it having some new ways of, you know, gauges and and paying out rates of return and things like that, like, what can we actually expect from this? Does it? Can anyone chime in that's read the? I know that you guys have read the contracts, or at least Double Sharp has. I mean, it's the like what to expect is still, even though I've looked at the code, I'm actually still not a hundred percent sure where where this actually goes i mean like a big part of it comes down to how the you know fees and governance end up working and a lot of that hasn't actually been been decided yet um i mean it's yeah i mean i it's i i'm still not 100 percent sure what to expect like i I, i've seen the code but i don't actually know how it's going to work in um in like a real production setting with users using it and things like that and actually I haven't looked, I was out of town uh, for the last couple of days, so I haven't even looked, but I know that there was some concern about some of the adversarial voting and 51% attacks and things like that. So there's a, you know, I think it, it kind of, like Justin said, it's now a production experiment test thing and you'll see what actually happens once people start using it more so. Tell me more about this 51% you just talked about. I mean, I obviously know what that is in relation to like Bitcoin or, or a proof of work network, but are you saying with voting power? Yeah, the way it was set up is like you can vote for or against things, but if you could, you can sort of set it up to be able to, uh, you know, game the vote on the last block at the last second by moving votes around and stuff. So, uh, oh, you can move votes around? <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying like if you waited till the last second to to like oh and just cancel everybody's effect. yeah votes. it's not just like a, an incremental thing up you can like and make one go down and go up DOS so. attack solidly we should so, all team up and and do a denial of service on well solidly. so here's what I'm wondering so we've got Solidex which has accumulated a fairly large amount of voting power and then we have Oxdow Spooky Scream Reaper. Beethoven, Tarot, Liquid Driver, who have a huge amount of voting power between them, probably more than 51%. If I had to take a guess, I don't know that to be true, but I'm guessing, you know. So if if that were really a risk, it would seem to me that, uh, that we have a problem on our hands if, if that's a real risk. I don't think it's a real risk. It's like people people are going to want to make their money and incentivize their tokens and communities are going to want to make their money and incentivize their tokens. And nobody on the entire network hates anyone else enough to miss out on millions of dollars worth of emissions. You know what I mean? Like there's there's no antagonism at that level yet. And I don't think solidly is going to be the thing to create it. We need like a literal like physical war somehow. And I don't think that's going to happen. I can think of one guy, one troll on Twitter that probably hates people enough to miss out on those. Oh, dude, dude, I'm not going to say his name. About. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> give him a platform. But the the 
biggest. I, I, he was invited on the show. I hope he shows up. I hope Chuck he, or whatever. He, he grows a pair of balls. He'll be shirtless like show. in those Twitter Dude, photos. <laughs> Seriously, that guy is the most unhinged person I've ever interacted we're, with. We're beyond medication at this point, boys. I don't think All we're right. beyond medication. I think he needs to get medication. And then once that is in the mix, we can decide. Hey, hey Beavis, it. isn't it interesting? You're always around the hacks, bro. Like, are you the one hacking? Oh, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> Dude, whoa. He, so he, he told me I was an undercover developer. For <laughs> I couldn't develop my way out of a paper bag, dude. I can't even read a contract, much less develop. That means he, does, he doesn't watch any of the technical videos where we start talking and you can tell that you're not, uh, you're oh, not going to be uh, all over that. Oh, posted, whoa, everybody's in the CIA now. He posted the screenshot of, of uh, the voting for, you know, I'm one of the multi-signers on, on Spirit, and it says FTM Alerts dash founder to which he interpreted to mean founder of spirit swap instead of founder of ftm alerts and it was like are you shitting me uh, guys we won't talk about scarab i don't know anything about it i'm sorry oh dude i know about scarab <laughs> oh justin beavis talk about scarab the people want to know uh people i like want to know. oh okay cool he likes yeah. scarab scarab i'm not, I'm scarab not gonna with... say it's like i've talked to them it's like kind of like you know, we wish we could go back in time and re-engineer basis cash. So they're kind of like on the back foot. And, you know, I'm not saying their signage project will work, but I like those guys. They're smart. Boom. All right. Hey, the next topic is juicy. We'll probably hang out on it for a moment. You guys ready? So there was some drama yesterday from Spirit Swap and Morpheus, really more from Morpheus's end. And I want to tell Morpheus. you about it uh, because I kind of had the dubious uh opportunity of like mediating between the two parties which i didn't want but it happened so all right so here's here's the skinny on what went down there so you guys all remember the ox seafood drama right ox seafood was what was he a financial manager he managed the treasury for wonderland cfo of wonderland CFO of Wonderland, right? So he was managing like a billion dollar treasury and it came out that he was one of the ex-founders of Quadringa CX, which was uh, a crypto exchange. You guys all know the story, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So when that all came out, um, when, when the VE33 wars were happening, uh, a couple things happened. One is a large amount of TVL went into MorpheusWap and mm -hmm. that large amount of TVL accounted to roughly $100 million, which... And this is, I don't have facts behind this because I wasn't sitting there with the person that sent the 100 million. But what I'm told and what I've heard is that came from Sifu. And Sifu was, uh, was an advisor to Morpheus. Okay, that is as it is. So what happened was Morpheus was, was working on a partnership slash merger with uh, the Spirit Swap team. And essentially what they were going to do was add Morpheus Swap onto the Spirit Router. And Morpheus was going to incentivize the pools that the gauges were not properly incentivizing, like Phantom USDC and things like that. So it was kind of going to be like a symbiotic relationship. And it, it sounded really good. Like it was one that I was personally in favor of. Um, when all this stuff came out about seafood, the Spirit Swap team put the pause on that. And uh, then, then you know, obviously a lot of work had already gone into it. And Morpheus was, was understanding, I thought, uh, but pretty unhappy about it. <clears throat> so he reaches out to me over Discord uh a few days ago 
And he sends me a screenshot of the advisors chat, which I'm in because I'm on the multi-sig and I'm one of the advisors to SpiritSwap. And, uh, you know, Danny was in there and, but Sifu was also in there, right? So from Morpheus's perspective, you squash the partnership with me because of Sifu. And then I get a screenshot of Sifu being in your advisors chat, right? So he's explained this to me. I'm like, yeah, I can see why you're butthurt, dude. That would piss me off too, right? Um, so I had been in the advisors chat for, I don't know, a lot of months. I had actually never seen Sifu post. And it turns out he hadn't posted since like October. I didn't know who the guy was until all this stuff came out. And so fast forward a little bit, I'm like, all right, cool. Let me jump on a, a call with the spirit guys and kind of like feel out what the deal is here because a lot of work had gone into this partnership and it got squashed or, or I thought maybe it had gotten paused. So I hop on with the spirit guys, start chatting with them. The feeling that I got <clears throat> was that the Sifu thing put the pause on it but there were other reasons that they felt came out in the meantime that they wanted to continue to leave it paused. And so I can see both sides of this, right? I can see the Morpheus side. They put a lot of work in, um, as far as I know, and it got squashed over something that they saw the other party doing the same thing, right? And then I see the spirit swap reasons for wanting to squash it too. I think it had gotten a little bit too like intertwined and they were, they wanted to pull back a little bit. And so you know, last night he put out a step-by-step -step event as to what happened um, and why the partnership was no longer moving forward, which I thought was relatively professionally written. Uh, and if it had been left at that, like it probably wouldn't, you know, the end of it. But then I saw he, he popped into the Spirit Swap Discord this morning and, or actually maybe last night, and just kind of started going in a little bit, which kind of took it out of the professionalism category for me. Um, now, I, I, I haven't had a lot of contact with the Morpheus guys. I obviously know the spirit guys very well. But I any contact I've had with them, I've enjoyed. Like, I felt like they were, you know, pretty professional in what they were doing. Um, but this it kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way that they had jumped in the spirit discord. So anyone have anything they want to share on this uh, particular juicy uh, bit of uh, maybe it's a nothing burger. I don't know. But yeah. You know, I don't know anything other than what you just said in the screenshots that everyone else saw. But like when I that the dude on Twitter who posted the first screenshots that Morpheus posted, and I, I mean, I guess in disclosure, like I, I've talked to the spirit team before, and I've never talked to Morpheus. But the Morpheus post did kind of seem a little bit like just complaining a little bit. And at first, I was like, okay, but I can sort of see where they're going. And then the screenshots that were like proof of the spirit team, like working with Sifu that were like really old. It did. I, it didn't like, I looked at those, the opposite way that I think the screenshots were meant to be, or they were intended for me to interpret them. Cause like I looked at it and I was like, yeah, that was like in October or whatever. And Wonderland was like hot. And it specifically says Daniele and Sifu and whoever. And like, I read that more as like, a, oh, like you, you like that at the time you wanted to like say like, oh, or like work with the Wonderland team less than like they're an advisor ongoing founding yeah. member or whatever. It's like I, I interpreted it differently. It just it kind of looked more like a marketing message of like we're doing this thing with Wonderland and here's the Wonderland people. Well, everyone knew that that Danny was on the advisory squad. I mean, that was not like secret. And I think anywhere that he went. He brought Sifu with him, right? That was kind of his yeah. his right hand man. So, but I had never like it's been four months 
So they went back in the advisor's chat and they checked it. They're like, he hasn't posted anything since October. Like the dude has not been around, right? So he wasn't actively advising. He had never shown up to any of the advisory calls. Um, so I see yeah, both sides. And I think, you know what I think the best outcome here is? Both sides go and do the thing they do best, which is just kick ass and develop. And they both thrive because I think yeah. both have wonderful platforms. And like I, the the person who like posted the screenshots of the unreleased medium or whatever, like I don't know, that's just kind of weak. That's just like, just the only reason to post that is to like stir up drama. There's yeah. literally nothing positive or negative really that's gonna like that's not like revealing something that there's gonna be a conclusion on. It's just gonna either some people are gonna think it's no big deal, some people are gonna get upset. So like, I just I feel like people should just like let stuff go. So yeah, yeah, I think like. When somebody like, <clears throat> so looking at it from like the Morpheus swap perspective, you know, when somebody kind of does you dirty like that, um, wastes your time, um, maybe does some bad business, gives you a bad deal, uh, you know, you kind of just need to forget about it and move on and just yeah. like don't work with them again and succeed in your own right. And then in the future, you know, they'll be the ones hurting. Um, so that's like, you know, all of the trying to drum up drama and oh, everybody feels sorry for me is like kid playground shit. Um, yeah, and, and, and in it's... their defense, I don't think they posted that. Like, I well, I mean, and I don't know what happened since, but like the the screenshots that were on Twitter, like they didn't post or something, and somebody else took screenshots. Well, no, that was dot dot com. Media. He's one of the founders. Of yeah. Morpheus. Oh, but I thought it said it was an unreleased media. <laughs> Unpublished. Well, it was because I could see the squiggly lines from the spell yeah. check on the bottom. But that was he's one of the founders. Like he's. He was actually yeah, a guy that I was, like, I was like writing of... it. Like I've written, like I feel like everybody writes emails where you're like, "I hate you," and then you like delete it. Then <laughs> you retype like, it. Yeah, like you know, just because you like, I've definitely written stuff where then I like calm down. I was like, "Yeah, I'm not actually going to post that," and I delete it. Or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, yeah. The fact that it was like a a leaked, unpublished Medium article. Like I'm not saying that that wasn't how he felt about it, but I'm giving them like some credit if it wasn't if it was like leaked and not actually published. Like they weren't. He wasn't like going in public and saying like feel sorry for me it was like he wrote something that maybe he was upset about and then, yeah, yeah i mean you just need to channel that energy elsewhere because that has happened you know to us yep. and you know there are, when you put in work weeks when you're like in a fast-paced environment like this and you are having engineers take their time to you know work on something for someone and then it just evaporates um that's just like really disheartening, really frustrating. Um, but those emotions just like, it's not productive to turn them into a weapon or drama or whatever. Um, and it's just like, you know, maybe tell your business partners, hey, these people aren't great to work with and then move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, Silently. you know, yeah. you, you, don't, you, you don't need to <clears throat> stir up drama. It's just I, a waste of time. I agree with you 100% on that. <clears throat> and, you know, I've had, probably more in-person contact with the spirit team than I have any other team. Um, and I will always vouch for them just because of the amount of time I've spent with them and I've gotten to know them on more of like a human being level. So, I mean, they're, they're a really good team. And regardless of any rumors that float around, they don't have any malicious intent. Now, that being said, business partnerships fall apart and people get hurt. And that's shitty when that happens. And I think only in in the anonymous world of crypto would, you know, in, I don't think in traditional finance or things like that, would anyone show up in the lobby of another bank and go, oh, we were supposed to partner with them and, you know, 
X, Y, Z. Uh, I just don't think that would happen. For. You post that on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you go to Twitter. That that does happen in traditional finance or traditional business. Like I've seen, I've been, like I've been driving around and have seen like a billboard that somebody paid. I I want to do this someday. Like put up a billboard that's like so and so is terrible. Double uh, sharp smells yeah. like dirty socks. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 people get like get emotional about stuff regardless of the the situation. Yeah, yeah. it is it is tricky to sometimes separate business from personal and. Uh, you know, just move on from things. But I don't think this is that big of a deal. And I bet by tomorrow, no nobody's going to remember it. It, it'll, it was it'll nothing. Because yeah. I don't know if you guys remember last October, Danielle and their whole team was really, they were bullish on Spirit Swap. They were in the AMA saying, oh, I want to buy their whole team. And, you know, obviously you kind of moved on to Sushi Swap, but it, it's it's a real nothing burger. But there was a comment that kind of went through from Neil. He said, Phantom needs an ethical gatekeeper. I kind of think that, yo. Know, Austin FTM alerts kind of plays that role. Yeah, I ain't like, that. You know, I ain't, don't put that. I will, I will say me. gatekeeper. But you know what I mean? You do, you do as much as you can. Like with some projects that approach you, like if they they dox themselves to you, and then you kind of share them to make sure they're legit. You're kind of you're kind of doing that, but you definitely don't want to put that on yourself for sure. Well, I'm not. So, and I go it's ahead. Austin, awesome, though, that's like the. I mean, the FTM alerts Discord in general is trying to do that. Like. I mean, not, it's like everyone who asks for an AMA doesn't get one. And, you know, it's, there is some amount of vetting, which doesn't mean that like good projects don't sometimes get accidentally skipped and stuff, which is what's tricky about, you know, gatekeeping, I guess. But I think it's not like, I, I I do kind of appreciate that in general, unless something's like obviously really sketchy, the general, uh, the general, like what is up is to just say, like, we don't know anything about this. Versus, like, we talk to these people and, like, they seem cool, but at the same time, nothing's guaranteed. But I, in general, though, I think Phantom has that a lot more than than some other networks I've been on. There's a lot more people kind of looking out and doing free code reviews and stuff like that. So I want to do jump in here just a little bit for anyone that's new and doesn't kind of understand, like, what they're talking about. So as as we've grown and you know more twitter followers and all that shit what inevitably ends up happening is like people coming over to phantom go okay who's got the big twitter followers and that's the person we need to contact and and always almost every message is hey can we pay for marketing from you my instant response is no i don't do any paid marketing and they say well how can we collab right every time they use the same it's like they're coming out of a playbook (laughs) can we collab and i'm like no i don't do collaborations either but if you'd like to hop on a video call with me and show me your platform, I'd be more than happy to look at it. And that's the first step, right? Before anyone gets mentioned on Twitter, you have to get on a video call with me. The reason is, A, it's it's a good way for me to flesh out the guys that are not serious. But B, and maybe this is my handicap, but for me as a human being, I need to, if I see your face and I hear your voice, I can understand the work that you've now put into this platform, right? If you're just an avatar throwing a website at me, I'm going to have no emotion involved whatsoever and really just not care as much about what you're doing. And and on the one hand, maybe that's good because it helps filter out a lot. And on the other hand, it might be bad because it doesn't always give guys, you know, the proper reception that they deserve. But I will tell you that nine times out of 10, publicly anonymous or not, the developers are willing to hop on a Zoom video call with me and chat with me. And if they do that, whether they're publicly anonymous or not, don't really give a shit. Uh, I'll support you guys. But what's ended up happening recently as the network has grown is like when you see me do these AMAs, like I would say eight out of 10 of them are coming directly from the Phantom Foundation. 
Like they're they're just boom boom pumping people over to me. So, what's is my internet going down? Or are you guys able to? No, I'm good. Uh, okay, you, cool. I think you froze for a second for me, but yeah. Okay, I'm getting a reception that my internet's low. Anyhow, so uh, where was I? Uh, foundation, AMAs, uh, to hell with it. I don't even know what I was talking about. Let's move on. Um, I don't want to be the gatekeeper. I'm not the gatekeeper. That, oh, I know what I was talking about. As Phantom grows, right? Like if somebody's launching a new DEX yield farm, like that was interesting nine months ago because we didn't have any, but now we've got 180,000 of them, right? So it's not <laughs> something I want to do an AMA with because I'm looking for... Uh, you know, I'm looking for for something that's new with new development and new ideas, right? So, uh, part of part of what you might call the gatekeeping is really just me looking for the projects that are actually interesting to talk about. Like even even great teams really aren't getting much billing these days because if they're doing something that's already been done a hundred times. I actually have yeah. a new idea that I Tell think you'll be interested it. in. I'm calling it Just Yours Two. <laughs> 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 I mean, I wasn't really involved or, or interested in Just Yours 1, so I don't know how 2 is going to be Just that Yours great. 2, though. Only hey, hey, I'm for it. I, only I dudes. We got 24. Oh, He's the only lead dude. model. <laughs> hey, I'm Dude, with it's it. going to be so sexy. But, whoa, but that's just... Last time I got into it, they promised me free content, but now, like, <laughs> I'm myself... I'm not sure anymore. Oh, this is ridiculous. Hey, so <laughs> the next time, let's move on from this. All right, so we all came to the conclusion, Spirit and Morpheus, bummer of a situation, nothing burger. Let's move on. Somebody's going to do something way juicier for next Morpheus. week. All right, here we go. Swap. Beethoven has released Boosted Pools, and I had to get on a call with Daniel this morning to have him explain it to me, and even after he explained it to me, <sighs> I probably will give you the dumbest ape explanation of what this is ever. Uh, but these are pools that do not have specific weights involved. And what they do is they essentially look at one particular asset and try and keep it between a range. So uh, maybe, Beavis, maybe you can speak on this a little bit better. But they've got like the DAI, YV DAI pool which is the IB token, the interest-bearing token from Yearn. And what happens is these pools earn an additional boost based on the returns that Yearn is giving, which could also be done with, you know, I don't know, Reaper IB tokens. It could be done with beefy IB tokens, whatever the case may be. But th these are really, really interesting uh, setups that uh, Beethoven has produced, and they have almost like unlimited use potential uh anyone else want to jump on this this is freaking cool and this I is the shall. type of shit that that makes me continually say buy beats buy beats if you're not buying beats you're really stupid buy beats um go ahead beavis uh hi uh so basically like um using this like kind of schema uh so they're they're using i think just like a stable swap invariant and keeping the amplitude you know pretty high uh and I'm not like 100% sure, like one asset is probably going to keep growing. I'm not sure how they uh, manage like the relationship between the two. Uh, but um, this is essentially them allowing you to get in a pool and allowing you to create like a pool token um, that is being like not only farmed, but it's also generating, creating a source of arbitrage. And it's also, uh, you know, it's basically like you have die now that is it, that is gaining interest over time and still able to used able to be used in like uh, swaps. So it's like 
like achieving as much capital efficiency as possible. So Balancer has like, you know, let's say they have a hundred million dollars in their stable swap pool, you know, um, people are skimming off the top back and forth. Uh, but imagine if like $80 million of that, like you're settling trades with the top 20 million um, and, and that's all you need to settle most of your volume. Uh, you have 80 million of that that can be used to farm elsewhere and generate interest elsewhere um, and, and called back when necessary. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing. Um, I'm not like, I know that's like in the Balancer V2 spec. Um, original Balancer V2 is going to, was, I don't know if they have done it yet, uh, going to do it with Aave on Ethereum. That was kind of their big thing. Um, but yeah, everything they do does reek of quality. That's right. That's no. Yeah. So listen, it's a, here's how Daniel described to me. It's a, a linear pool that has no weights involved. These are not 80, 20, 90, 10, 70, 30, 50, 50 pools. That's not what it is. So what the, the example that he gave me showed die and YV die. And all the pool is looking for, for example, is to keep the amount of die in the pool between, let's say, 900,000 and 1.1 million, right? The YV die can be a billion. It doesn't really matter. But if the actual die portion gets out of it, that's when you have the arbitrage opportunities, which are somewhat significant from what he explained to me. Now, I need them to explain this. So what, what, what I'm going to start doing is Twitter spaces because I watched... Bebus, I saw you on the Twitter spaces with Kyle the other day, and the engagement was out of control. Like we get a few hundred people watching on YouTube, but Twitter spaces get thousands of people watching. I'm like, Dude, holy shit. So we should do our AMA on Twitter spaces. We could do it on Twitter spaces, man. We could kill it. So uh, people next love Monday Twitter. afternoon, I think we'll have the uh, Beethoven on Twitter spaces, and then Tuesday afternoon, uh, we'll have the Bite Masons. How about it? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so quickly for layman's terms, I feel like for anyone who's like me that didn't understand <laughs> anything, you can deposit your die in USDC in urn, earn like a percentage on that, like four or five percent, and then take those receipts and deposit on Beethoven and earn Beethoven reward APR plus the swap fee. So can be really lucrative with the arbitrage and stuff. So more money, more stable yield. Good, good. Yeah. And, and this is one of those those types of like tech that somebody a month from now is going to figure out a new way to use this and then a new way to use this and a new way to use this. It's just going to make it more and more lucrative, which is another reason why Beethoven is just they're all about this type of shit. Like, how can we do this better? They're a very, Beethoven very good team. Freaking awesome. Uh, so. All right. Beethoven, we love you. We love you. Hey, let's talk about who's blowing up the FTM Alert server right now. So what did we have, like 4,000 uh, new members in like 10 minutes or some shit? It was, uh, it was like 1,500 or something. And then every, I can't even tell if it's all bots or not, but everyone was just spamming high. And so I just banned all of them. And then they started high. spamming Hello. things. So I banned all of them. And then they started spamming great AMA before the AMA was over. So I banned all those. <laughs> Apparently they're all mad and they're going to report the FTM alert server for doing inappropriate things and try and get us banned from discord or something. Oh, get in line. Get uh, in so, line. You know, I love seeing good project thumbs up. It's good. It's not project. even a project. So Alpaca finance, uh, the reason that we're getting inundated with whoever uh, is that Alpaca Finance 
is doing an AMA on the Discord. I think it just ended, probably it just mm-hmm. ended. But like yeah, it was an insane so. amount of people, like insane amount of people <laughs> like showed up for it. Um, t- somebody clue me in on Alpaca. I know they're a big protocol. I know that they have like a billion dollars in TVL or it's somewhere tarot. around there. It's Tarot? Alpaca is just Tarot. Okay. AKA Alpha Homora. Okay. Yeah. AKA it's just, it's just leverage I mean. yield farming. Yeah. It's all it's all Alpha Homora basically. Uh and Tarot's already here. Uh and Tarot has Tigris and Tigris, dude, you've seen Tigris. Bruh. I thought my wife Woo! was gonna leave me for Tigris, dude. I shit you not. Dude, I had to push my I had to get my girlfriend out of there. ASAP. Yeah, dude. Shit was Close going your eyes. Down. Oh <laughs> yeah, don't even look him directly in the eyes, man. The dude's a G. All right, so Alpaca Finance coming to Phantom. They're launching soon. They do have a big following, which I like, even if it's the BSC crowd, the high crowd, when OG crowd. There's still a crowd, you know. There's still the ultimate crowd is the tarot.to crowd, and they shall remain strong in the face of BSC chills. (laughs) Okay. All right. Cool. We're having a really interesting Uh show today, guys. I hope you guys are all enjoying the show today. So. I want to talk about creditum for a minute, and I want to talk about SFTM and 24's Peppy. When we get you a girlfriend, you got to give that to her, bro. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll bet, I'll bet, I'll bet Tigress can give you a girlfriend. 24 is going to make a woman so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you date short women, 24? Because yes, you're so yes, I date all women, all kinds. You know, well, I know you they're do. all short to you, bro, but do you date like really the actual yeah, short yeah. ones? Okay, yeah. all right. That's they just cool. got to be all, bad. All all guys do that. Just get like matching do rags and just just you know kick it around Toronto or whatever. All right. So um, FUSD staked FTM. What's next? We should talk about this. So we have talked ad infinitum about FUSD and the lack of peg and the lack of liquidations and auctions and all that happy shit. But staked FTM is something that I think a lot of people don't uh, know what that is. And so if you are in the F wallet delegating phantom to uh, a validator, right? You're staking on the network. You have the ability to mint a token called SFTM, which represents a collateralized you know, portion of what you have staked. And uh, the idea initially from this was that you would be able to take that SFTM and unlock that underlying liquidity use it around the DeFi ecosystem. The same idea was being used for FUSD. But what happened next was nothing, unfortunately. Nobody well, was ever able to unlock ne- it. What happened next was people were leveraging so much that like they devalued it. And then Phantom went down and suddenly everybody's collateral ratio was like a 90%. And it lost peg brutally. CDP well, straight up peg. did not work. CDP's it never had peg. They, they released it without they liquidation. For a moment. Maybe, maybe on day one, you know. No, no, no. It, it had peg uh, uh, when Scream listed it. It had peg. Oh yeah, Stake and you Scream that? got it pegged for a little. Oh, they got oh, it pegged for a day. But what incentive was it there to keep it there? There was no. really oh, no none. reason. Yeah, CDPs don't work. CDPs <laughs> don't work. It was, I, I, it was like whoever told them to to do CDPs and not like uh, legit. Are, you, are like, you calling a collateralized debt position? What's a CDP? Is that what a you collateralized debt position? So there are okay. like a bunch of ways to have a, a, a stable coin. Um, so you can like actually collateralize it with like liquidatable assets and whatnot, or you can have a collateralized debt position. But in order for a C- collateralized debt positions to work, people need to be paying interest. And 
like nobody was paying interest. There was no incentive to pay the thing back and implement like an interest system like is so easy. It's so easy. And it, it's like so strange that that wasn't like thought about. I don't know who like advised them. Um, like you can have no liquidations, but you need you need incentive for people to actually come back and pay their stuff back. Otherwise, it's just a way to short phantom. It's literally like, you know, the ultimate means of, of uh, you know, shorting phantom. And maybe that's why phantom's market cap is so low because all the FUSD unlocked. Uh, oh, man, we're picking a new reason for that every week, aren't we? Yeah, we like. are. We are. No VCs. <laughs> we don't have enough influencers. We don't have enough gangsters. We need gangs on chain. We need the Crips. We're blue. So here's one thing I wanna I wanna talk about real quick though. This is important, right? So I've got the uh, the OG Phantom Explorer pulled up, not FTM scan, and it shows that we have 1.3 billion Phantom stake, wow. which means we have 2.8 billion dollars US dollars yeah. staked. A portion of that can be minted into sftm right let's call it what's a reasonable 60 percent, something like that a collateralized yeah. position right whoever gets access to that sftm and my feeling i can't prove this but my feeling is creditum will get it um is going to be an instant giga whale except they have to slowly allow it to be deposited yeah. right but but what that's going to have is a really positive effect on the network in my opinion because it's going to give people more incentive to stake which is important and uh, then it's going to basically open up the entire DeFi world to people that were, you know, otherwise maybe too afraid to move into it. And that's why they left their massive amount of assets in the F wallet, yeah. which is a safe return. You know, I was just kidding about the influencers, by the way. That was a What'd joke. you say? No, What'd I think, say? I think Rhino has a good point. We do have the Island Boys and Hard Rock Nick, so we have influencers. Yeah, we've got yeah. all the influencers. We've got that all have. we need. We're good. We've got... Damn. Just cost us money, but you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go yeah. troll cameo for a new entry, a new opener to the show. I got to think of some new shit to it's say. It's I'm so twenty dollars girlfriend. <laughs> All right, so uh, we. I personally just love the credit team. I did an AMA with Sheehan. Uh, what was it yesterday? And we yeah. had him on as a guest on the show. I know he's watching right now. We love you, dude. That whole team is just absolute fire. And for me, like I said it before. I, I am into the people, right? I'm into who's behind the project because that is 100% how the project is going to go. And uh, well, assuming the community plays ball and the Revenant team just has huge plans. I don't think we've even scratched the surface on like what they plan to be down the road, but I think uh, I think we've got some major moves happening here. So uh, they're smart. And it's, in general, there's a lot of different projects also uh, doing things with making staking more liquid there was i'm forgetting like all of the let's names discuss of it well there's there because there's the there's the what, was it Anch the anchor anchor was it doing uh anchor stuff? and stater is also doing and it stater the tweet this morning is doing it um there's like I've, stuff i've been looking at for a really long time for doing it and then actually i just dropped a machete almost on my foot uh, <gasps> Dude, but, someone's uh, going to get injured on stream. One <laughs> YouTube's going to uh, cancel my channel over these weapons, dude, I swear. But uh, no, this is a tool. <laughs> this is a machete. It's for like, gardening and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, but yeah, there's like, there's, and I also think like that's one, like with, uh, you know, all the financial NFT stuff, there's opportunities to do staking through 
uh, NFTs to make it so that you can lock up different amounts of money for different periods of time, but the NFT is still swappable. Uh, you can, I think some of the other ones were using ERC twenties instead of, uh, NFTs to do it, but there's, there's, uh, you know, I think there's some other couple other projects that are a little bit secret that are working on similar stuff. So there's a lot of like, uh, efforts to make locked FTM more liquid. Yeah. I think there's also a lot of efforts to make locked, uh, VE positions more liquid mm -hmm. as well. That seems and to be a push in the background. I would say the same stuff that I've been doing for the other stuff I was just talking about is also applicable to some of the VE stuff. So I've been sharing some code for doing fractionalization of VE positions and things like that. Yeah. So for those of you that are like, hey, I locked all my spirit or I locked my liquid. Well, if you locked your liquid driver, you're probably like balling right now because they pay a lot. But some I hear some complaints over the over the, you know, the in spirit locking because it's a little bit low for now. I think it'll improve. Uh, but being able to, you know, open up that position or perhaps sell that position because in spirit seems to be something that is wanted by a lot of protocols might be a very interesting little marketplace that we could we could have put together. I don't know. It's oh, so I was talking to the market uh, XYZ guys yesterday, who I assume y'all are familiar with. They're the ones that do the uh, the expo uh, pool, blah blah blah. And so I hit them with the question on: Can we somehow get lending and borrowing pools that have to do with uh, financial NFTs? And it sounds like it's something that they're working on. Uh, I don't know how it would actually work. But it sounded very interesting. So if like in theory, if we could have a financial NFT represent our in spirit position and then without selling it, I could take that in spirit position and collateralize it and take a loan against it while still owning it Ooh. would be pretty cool. Right? That's These guys know something I can that. see in their face. They know something. Look at look at double shark's grid. <laughs> We're just talking, man. It's not a big deal. We're just having a conversation. <laughs> it's not like I get text from from Rob from Revest while I'm laying in bed at night or anything, telling me about the <laughs> that's going on. But I do. He texts me all the time. So, <laughs> so, so anyhow. We have Sifu in our comments. I'm just going to assume Cousin Sifu is Sifu from now on. I'm sorry. He's yeah, saying man. a lot of Sifu stuff about sending money to new wallets. and Welcome, sir. Know. Welcome to our, our show. We're glad you're here. Um, would you like to be He's on our advisor's team? <laughs> He's been here since June. Uh, yeah, we just never knew. All right, let's keep this going. Yeah, we got to we got to shout out Spooky Swap because these guys are just unbelievably good, man. I cannot believe the. Um, I mean, I can believe it, right? And I think a lot of it has to do with the adoption of the um, the seniors platforms, right? That's a lot of it. But they are consistently the second highest volume decks uh, in crypto right now, basically behind. Uniswap, right? Am I right? Yeah, about that? yeah. right behind yeah. Uniswap. They're it's monsters. really, it's crazy. Like the Low volume fees. has just stayed up there. Yeah, Expo holders, they're eating everyone's lunch. They're getting yeah, buybacks. Like it's such, such a, a good time product. to be an Expo holder. Yeah. yeah. Unfreaking believable. Yeah. And you know, so I don't, I am not into NFTs at all, but I will uh, share with you guys that I aped some Magic Cats the other day. I, I, like I don't really care about NFTs. I'm sorry if that pisses anyone off. I just don't. But I did care about Magic Cats because what are they doing in the background with these Magic Cats? Somebody clue me into what they're working so, on. And the, well, this is this is. I'm just gonna uh, push back on your not being into NFTs because you're 
you probably are. You're just you're probably talking about art JPEG NFT. I'm not into the JPEGs. I'm very it's, interested in the and NFT. The NFT is a non fungible token. It's just a token. It can do lots of things. And I have a feeling that the reason you bought the Magic Cats is not because you really like the JPEGs of cats, and it's because you'll be able to stake them to get additional uh, boosts on their farms, yes. right? And I think the, uh, a, a JPEG with that kind of utility is obviously going to have a raising floor, assuming their utility is that good. So it's I mean, probably a great investment at the same time. Well, you look yeah. at look at PaintSwap, which is you know the the marketplace with the most volume by far, and the top three they, their collections page is sorted by weekly average volume. And if you look at the top three, like it shifts around, but the top three are basically Spooky Magic Cats, Ancestral Humans, and PaintSwap Beardies. Two yeah. of the top three have to do with financial incentives to use protocols and have, you know, rarity and art associated with them as well. Um, you know, PaintSwap also did the thing with Colorful Coal, which was the NFT that they, on-chain NFT that they dropped over Christmas. And if you pair your coal, if you have the same ID coal with your beardy, then you get an additional 1% or something like that on your, um, on your rewards that you're already getting with it. So, I mean... Yeah, I think it's 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 the utility of them for some of these things, and the fact that they happen to be NFTs is, is sort of an aside. But it it's more, def- or I'm sorry, uh, an art NFT also is an aside. They're mainly it's the the non fungible token aspect of it, and then the utility behind it that you and seemingly lots of other people are interested in. Boom! Very Boom. interesting. Boom! Boom! All right. I'm a magic hat minter. Are you? Me too, the, me too. the OG, like in the in the deal. That's right. So I'm I want to share. Maximum. Oh, and one actually, one cool thing about Magic Cats also that I don't know how they're planning on doing, but I, I, I was, I think that the rarity of the the art is going to play into how the boosts work. Um, so I have some like creative ideas of how I might do it, but I'm not sure how they're planning on implementing it. But I, one thing worth pointing out though is I their contract is or the the contract that Yuri made for Magic Cats is pretty legit. It has a lot of um, a lot of stuff that most of the NFT contracts on on Phantom don't have, and so I've used it sort of as an example and tried to improve upon it because it was pretty legit. So I see a, a post over here from Kalen McClay, which says thoughts on Spirit flipping Spooky, and I I think there's a fundamental flaw in your question. Because it's not about one dex flipping another dex. If we had hit our ceiling and Phantom was never going to grow beyond what it currently is today, I could see why that would be a relevant question. But over the next few years, there's going to be such an influx of capital, such an influx of new people developing interesting new projects that people want to move their money to, that the entire ecosystem will flourish. And so while, you know, Spooky could go 10x and Spirit could go 10x at the same time, they may maintain the exact same ratio of, you know, one's TVL to the other. But everyone in Spirit right now and everyone in Spooky right now is going to benefit from that. And that's one thing that I think, am I out? Am I back? You're back. back. Dude, I don't even know what's going on, dude. I got like this. I don't know. I don't even know. I'm out. I don't care. I don't know. I sound like ISPs are scammers. <laughs> Super. Scammers. I think like freaking uh, comparing Spooky and Spirit is like comparing two totally different things. Yeah. Uh, dude, it's like a, an exchange is, versus a token, you know. But it, it's also like yes, 
my opinion is that spirit could flip spooky or maybe yeah. not. But it it's like I have no idea because it totally depends on like their individual projects and how they execute things into the future. Right now, Spooky obviously has a pretty big lead, but that doesn't mean they could. I mean, what if it turns out that Sifu is an advisor for Spooky, and then you know, don't start rumors. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even speak something like that. I can't even start. I can't even hear that. I'm not. I'm just asking the question. I have no. At the end of the day, Spooky Swap is. Who knows? It's like new drama every day, and like it's it's totally speculation on anything flipping anything. But I think Austin, your point is that they're likely both to do well, and it doesn't really matter which one has is like number one or number two or number three. Right. Both keep doing well. Everyone in now that does not capitulate and is able to stay in and accumulate and just ride these waves is going to do well, assuming Phantom does well. That's my point. And I wanted to bring up a post that I made the other day, which actually like it pissed a few people off. Um, but but I want to like mention it because it's it seems pointed to me and I want to get y'all's opinion on maybe my head was up my ass when I wrote this, but it makes sense to me. And I wrote, there's still some people who don't believe that Phantom will be a $15 token. As the total market cap of crypto goes three to five X, so let's, you know, we're at two trillion now. If we go to six to 10 trillion, so does the potential of what the most used L1 networks can do. Uh, we're heading there. The only variable is time. So here's what I wanted to point out. What the market cares about is not so much what your market cap is, but what percentage of the total market cap your coin occupies. So another way of saying that is if we have land that's this big, right? And we've got to fit all the coins within that land. How much of that land are you actually occupying? Are you oversized, undersized, whatever the case is? Um, that's its value relative to other coins in the total market cap. So right now, DOT, Polkadot, has the number 10 spot on coin market cap. So they hold approximately 1% of the total market cap. Litecoin has the number 20 spot on CMC and roughly 0.5% of the total, right? So I'm making some assumptions here that the yeah. number 10 spot and the number 20 spot are going to continue to occupy that percentage of the total market cap, which may be a flawed premise. So do you believe Phantom's a top 10 coin or even a top 20 coin when crypto has a $6 trillion market cap, right? 3X from here, 1% of that's 60 billion. That's that's 20 bucks right there if we're the number 10. And if we're the number 20, that that brings it down to $10. But even so, as the total market cap grows, what I think a lot of people fail to realize is that the ceiling is going to raise, right? The, uh, what's possible is going to raise. Uh, Spooky could be doing billions of dollars per day in the next two years, right? Which, you know, Spirit could be doing, uh, you know, 250 million in a day, which would be a huge increase for them and a huge increase for Spooky. So it doesn't really matter. My point is what's possible two years from now is not really even within the, the, the minds of people that are sitting here today, the same way a $2 trillion market cap was not in the minds of people back in 2017. We weren't even thinking about it. It was yep. too pie in the sky, man. But we've got the adoption that's coming. Did you like, say what about two pie in the sky? Two pie in the sky. Have you two... been talking to JTask, dude? No. Does he use that? Dude, he says pie in the sky all the time. JTask, call me at home, man. Let's <laughs> chat. Um, but so Kathy Wood, you guys know Kathy Wood from ARC. Um, she gets around because I didn't mean it like that. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, but, whoa. but she's, you know, she she's very well known. Like, But anyhow, she, she came out with a statement that said by 2030, she believes we'll have a $50 trillion market cap in crypto. And I tend to believe her. That's eight years. Like she's only been around thirteen in making a statement like that. Yes, she does. We all do. Pump pump it, Loom Dart. Pump my damn bags, man. But but this is what I wanna I wanna point out is that none of us know the level, like KN says over here, the level of adoption that's coming. 
And, uh, you know, Sue, uh, what the hell's his name? Sue Zhu. Do you guys follow him? Yeah, from yeah. Three Arrows Capital, right? He, he made a great, uh, that's Sun Tzu. I don't know. Anyhow, he made a great um, post the other day that said, you know, talking about the various narratives that crypto goes through. And it was like a hedge against inflation, a store of value. Now it's like, hey, the government has way overstepped their reach lately. And there's a huge portion that want to get away from, you know, the hands that that can can grab onto your money and crypto makes that possible. Right. So that's aside from the runaway inflation that's happening. So uh, anyhow, that's my rant. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to the next. So enough free lunch for everyone. You know, spooky Holy beats, shit. Spirit, yeah. Every project. Lunch. Like, I'm going to tell you guys something that I, I rarely share. I own. Five, maybe six tokens. That's it. Like I do AMAs shit all the time i do not go outside of the five or six tokens and they know what they are because i talk about them all the fucking time that's what they are like <laughs> they're they're spooky there's spirit there's beethoven there's liquid driver there's credit and i'm probably baby forgetting boo? one uh no, oh, man he's uh, 24 owns all the damn baby boo man no so, all right. dude it's just it's I've, custodial dude i'm i've been all the baby boo liquidity for like freaking six months and just every time i check it there's like a ton more and i'm like what the hell am i gonna do with all this because <laughs> it, it would like totally ruin it i need to freaking shoot it to the moon we'll i need to just burn it out i'll try to give, give it away all. to a cat charity. did you guys see that um that letter that was i don't know if it was issued or what ran posted it the other day about the IRS trying to hire a firm to hack crypto wallets. Did you guys see that shit? I retweeted it. They, they it do just, that every uh, other year. They do, right? They've, they've been hiring firms to do that forever. Well, they were trying to crack Monero for the longest time, if I recall correctly, which and I think they... Many were, think they were successful. Yeah, maybe they... Well, I doubt they would announce it if they were. I mean, it would... Yeah, the, the rumor is that overnight. they were successful. I mean, Doesn't people... That, use, uh, that uses snarks, right? Yeah, uh, or yeah. actually, I'm not sure. I'm not, I, I, I honestly you know have no idea. That Zcash that uses. Wait. Yeah, Z-cash. I think Monero. I think Monero uses something a little more uh, low level than that. I think Monero is on some next level shit. But uh, it's the same. Like people thought, people still think Tor is secure, and the NSA owns like sixty percent of the nodes, uh, and it's just like a honeypot. Um, and Monero, you know, it could easily be the same thing. You've got all these people thinking Monero is like it. And for all you know, like it could be just operated by the FBI. You know, it's like it would be so easy for the U.S. government to just totally take over any blockchain they wanted. And I think like, you know, uh, you just need to not break the law. I, like just don't that's be pretty, evil. That's pretty simple. Yeah. That's like yeah. the that's that's the ultimate. Like, try to pay taxes because the more of you the, that don't fucking pay taxes, and the more of you that try to break the law, the worse it makes it for everybody else. Just because like, shit's gonna get legislated super duper hard, and suddenly your investments are gonna be worth way less anyway because you're freaking making the you know government have reactionary policy just freaking chill out hey speaking of that justin i had a few requests uh for us to do like a crypto taxes show and i know you've got a, a tax wizard whom i don't i don't know who it is uh taxes. but if you would if would you ask him if he like would like to get you know on the show with me and maybe answer some of the community's questions i think it might be 
might be uh, useful. And if he doesn't, that's fine. I'll reach out to like Coin Tracker or one of those places and see if I can get a representative to come on. But um, yeah, I the shall. only, I the only one, him. the only one I'm pretty sure is not run by the government is Credit. You can quote me on oh. that. Credit them. They're pretty much the only ones I'm pretty sure are not. What'd you call dude, them? Zam is a glow. Glowies. Zam glows Glowies. in the dark, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a glow worm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to keep going. Uh, Phantom at 30 million blocks, 180 million transactions processed. I don't really think there's much more to say about that. Good numbers. Reporting. One of the, I think an interesting thing is the comment that I added to this, which is the, the 30 million was like a few days ago and I was, I checked and now it's 30.5 million. So less than a week, there's another half million blocks and it's, you know, it's like everything just is, I feel like, uh, you know, block times are variable. So there's been, there are like more blocks, like the block time is going down a little bit and, uh, the number of transactions is still very high. Well, so if we look at half, if we're saying half a million blocks a week and 30 million blocks, well, yeah, but we're talking about since back 2019, right? Yeah, like since that. the beginning. Yeah. Well, okay. this, might have been, this was probably from uh, when Opera launched, right? Unless I don't know how yeah. the. Opera how launched that. at the end of 2019. Oh, First really? part of 2020. Yeah, that's when, that's when staking okay. went live, baby. You know, we were earning like, we were cranking out like 40, 50, 60% APR staking rewards back then. It was. That's how Roosh took over the network, by the way, just so y'all know. That and he leveraged all of his link. And he's like, screw link, it's a stable coin. Give me all the fanties. All right. Dude, we need to Roosh, give me money now. Well, <laughs> did you get your passport? Because if you if you come to Abu Dhabi this time, you'll probably get to meet him. Oh, Roosh, give me money. And he can be like, yo, buy my OX DAO. Buy my OX DAO. All right. I will never buy a coin. He said you were sexy in a tweet this morning, Beavis. I guess you probably missed it, though. Dude, Maybe Roosh, didn't meet thank you. Yeah, he was like, yo, sexy Beavis, buy OX DAO. All right, SolidX partners with I don't own any OX DAO, and I'm an insider. <laughs> Amassing a significant percentage of solidly governance. So we talked about this earlier, about the potential risk of, like, really, there are just going to be two camps of, of VE NFTs, right? I mean, that's what it's looking like, the OX DAO group and then the SolidX group. Bro, and, people playing into this game way too much. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm interested to see. Dude, I literally want to do as little work as possible, and I also don't want to freaking give it away. Hmm. I don't know why. I think, I don't know why most people aren't, like, thinking like that. It's like, why would you just give your, this asset away to Sodics? Like, what's their value proposition? Like... How hard is it to just incentivize your own token? Well, it must like, be some significant value prop because they've got big boys and big brains in there. I mean, they're not stupid, these guys dude, that have joined in. Dude, I, compared a to real you, big Beavis, brain might be, come but... up with the branding I've been seeing. No offense. You don't want to be a sex oh, partner? Sex I don't want to be a sex partner. I'm sorry. Make it's, sex it's... work for you was in their medium. Literally. They should have just I called it Andre's orgy. <laughs> I want, I, yeah, that's like, oh, the human traffic protocol, human trafficking, woohoo! That's like the freaking <laughs> racism swap, you know? It's like, bro, aren't you like, uh, somebody snip it? Would somebody money? please snip that part of the show and, and yeah. make sure that circulates on all They're going to do it anyways. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Good. So SolidX is doing big shit. I will get with uh, the SolidX guys and see if maybe I can get them to come chat with us and, and explain like, 
WTF. People partnering with with them are like, I, I don't know if they're not like thinking it through. I don't know if like they're getting bribed, but it's like. There must be something. I mean, I do wonder if this has to do with the, uh, I mean, to adversarial voting, it is advantageous to have a block of votes, so. Maybe if I'm talk, maybe if I talk too much shit about Solidex, they're just gonna spend their votes making sure my NFT is worthless. <laughs> Which whatever, maybe. I don't care. Maybe, maybe. So Sean maybe. Hill is trolling you in the comments, and I appreciate everyone troll Bebus for the last five minutes of the show. He absolutely does. Oh, oh man, Sean is going confirmed. in, dude. Oh, that's not true. I've met his girlfriend. It's not true. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so, saying Sean Hill, like it's like you know, uh, you know, all the sex work puns, all the fucking. It's just it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I'm not saying they're human traffickers, dude. I'm just saying the branding is like harebrained. Uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm just, I'm kind of a, when it, like on the podcast, I'm not a serious guy, but when it comes to business, I'm very serious. And someone like trying to engage with me with, with a, like a proposition like that is like, like get real. Like you expect me to take you seriously if like that's like what you think of, of what you're doing. Like, you know, it's She's just not gonna get real. And maybe they're geniuses. I was talking about this other day because I was in San Francisco and saw some billboards with like, you know, like on a bus or something, there were some ads where they were like trying to go for edgy and it just, it came off more as cringy. And I was like, Dude. I don't know. Like, and with some of them too, I was like, I, I mean, it's San Francisco. I know for sure the, the goal of this company is to be acquired. And like, it does make it challenging to get acquired. If you have to go in and be like, the name of my company is whatever. And it's like Thanks. some you know, cool, like how old are you guys? It doesn't <laughs> like, dude it, it's uh, just I, like this is like i think that's what they're going for is like edgy to get people to talk about it but yeah it's like, it's like i'm not like like someone like banteg can get away with like doing immature shit like that because he has like a really long track record you know and people trying to like jump in and do like the same thing like be super edgy you know overtly sexual xyz in like a serious business like environment uh, it is just like it's but, madness. Like, have the are, track record and then guys, make though? the jokes. You know, there's the thing. These guys are somebody. I don't know who they are, but they're... dude, no, nobody I've heard of, and I've heard of just about everybody. I feel like they're. I, I'm not gonna say that this is who they are, but they they have very similar branding to like Geist and Top Shelf, from what, my feeling. But I'm not saying that's who they are. But I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just I. Yeah, Banteg is funny, and these guys aren't funny. Is the problem? <laughs> it would just be called like hentai sex or something like that. <laughs> over. All right, so yeah. I want to I want to mention something real quick before we wrap up the show. So a couple weeks back, I mentioned uh, the ability to get your own RPC, right? Not using one of the public RPCs, which for new people they're probably not going to do this. But for veterans that are transacting all the time on Phantom, this might be something that you want to do. Because what's happening when the network gets bogged down, thank you, Oxdow, uh, is that the network is not having a problem, but the RPCs are having a problem. And MetaMask is having a gas estimation problem. It is underestimating the gas that you need to put on there. So the solutions to this are twofold. One is you need to keep the Phantom Scan gas tracker open up on your browser. Right? You just go to FTM scan, scroll down in miscellaneous to the gas tracker, put it on there, and you'll always see the range of gas that is needed to get a transaction pushed through. If you're yeah. putting a transaction through and it's not showing up on FTM scan, that is because it is way the F outside of the gas range and it's just not going to show up 
because it's 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 moving fast, right? The second thing is the RPCs. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. The RPCs are essentially built for like EVM style networks, or I don't know if they're built for EVM style. But the way that it was explained to me is the network's running just fine, but the legacy equipment needed to access the network is not able to handle the. No, it's not legacy equipment. Legacy. It's just a server. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, I mean, it's like you can't run anything on one server, or and like the more traffic you have, you need more and more servers. If you go to the um, RPC.ftm.tools in a browser, those stats on how many requests and how much bandwidth and how much caching and all that, and it's like terabytes and terabytes and billions of requests. So there are a decent number of servers listed in in that uh, aggregate, like so. That site is also just an aggregator that load balances a bunch of other RPC servers, which are effectively a gateway to the actual Opera network. So you're taking a web request from MetaMask, you're sending that to an RPC server, and then it's running uh, the the Opera, you know, the RPC node and a validator node are effectively the same, except for an RPC node can't validate uh, transactions. So it's got you know all the stuff running on it and it's it's basically uh, bridging your web request onto the opera network and so if there's only one server in your part of the world and there happen to be a ton of users even if it's being geolocated and load balanced and cached at some point there's just too many too many users for that one server to handle it's just like a game server or a website or anything so you just need more more rpc nodes more powerful or a big free infrastructure that's being provided. So at some point you have to maybe pay for your own. We do need a free infrastructure because new people coming over need to have RPCs that work. But if you are a phantom trader that is pumping transactions through, you're farming, you're doing this, you're doing that. You want to snipe the bottoms on, you know, days like today when we had a V-shaped recovery. Uh, I have two RPCs, one through quicknode.com and the other one through chainstack.com. The Chainstack one is 90 bucks, and in my experience, works way better than the QuickNode one. Um, but that could, you know. I don't Until know. more users sign up. Well, hey, the thing of it is, you can get your own private RPC and node. And that's what, that's what I was going to say. Not to, I mean, I haven't really tried either of them, and to not to knock either one, but like a lot of those services, when you're paying, like to run a, an RPC node is actually fairly expensive because if you want it to be an archive node, you have, it's, it's not, uh, processing power, it's like the fast disk storage. You need like two and a half terabytes of NVMe storage. You're paying for bandwidth. You need like a reasonably powerful server. But if you're paying $90 a month, the reason you're paying for that much is because they're able to take one server and sell it to a bunch of people because it's unlikely that all of you are going to be sending a transaction at the same time. So it's like right. fine to share it. But, you know, depending on who's running it and how many users they end up putting on there, even that can start getting getting overloaded. Um, so then you have options of like paying for a private one or running your own. Um, but I think that all kind of depends on what kind of user you are. Like you're saying, if you're running, you know, bots and doing stuff like active trading all the time, like you probably want to have your own RPC node. Not, yeah, yeah, I'm not running bots, but like I no, do no, want to make sure that my like shit will go through. Although yeah. I wouldn't mind it. Bebus, let's get some bots going, man. Ah, what? I don't know enough about it. I'm just kidding. I'm just. I'll hit up Z80. I know I'm he's watching. Well, but but I mean, just, you know, people people hate on bots, bots, but bots are necessary for maintaining, uh, you know, price equilibrium Absolutely. and yeah. things like that. So they are a necessary part of what's what's going on. And my point was that there are different use cases. I think the public infrastructure is great for people. 
and I like that's why I was advocating for it a really long time ago when uh, when the uh, FTM tools first came up, and I wanted the foundation to put it in the docs because I was like, I've I've seen people on board to lots of networks, and they're going to go to the thing, and they're going to find this link, and then they're going to put it in, and it doesn't work, and then they go to a Discord, and it's like this whole process. It's better to just mm-hmm. try and give somebody something that works right. up front, but. Like I said, I mean, it's it's expensive to run those servers, so there's a bunch of people providing a very valuable resource for free to lots of people, which is why if you actually need something that's super high performance and you're, like, pounding it with transactions all the time, like, the responsible thing to do is run your own RPC node, and it's probably going to be better for you to do it anyway if you're actually making that many transactions. Yeah. For 100 bucks a month or even 200 or even 500 depending on your stack, it's totally worth it to ensure that your right. transactions get through to the network. That's 30 days. That's like, you know, $15 a day to ensure I don't run into RPC bottleneck issues. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it, you know, yeah. not a big deal for me. Invest in infrastructure, simple infrastructure. as. And, infrastructure. And the, the I, I don't want to let your advice at the beginning of that, Austin, kind of slip off because like estimate gas straight up like does not work. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially when the gas prices are really volatile with, with like the DAG. Um, I don't know why, like it just returns an incorrect value. So, um, like you've got to, like for developers, we've got to query the phantom scan API for users. You just look at the phantom scan, um, website and I don't know how they're like doing it so good. They're probably like averaging, like, I don't even know. I don't know how they're, they're estimating the gas so well. Part of what I do is, um, it depends, like if I anticipate something's going to get a lot of transact, like an NFT mint that people are going to try and do all at once, will kind of bump up the gas, but you can um, get a gas estimate for the transaction and then I add 10% to it and then set that as the gas limit so that it gives it like a little bit more wiggle room. And like I basically just like try and allocate more gas to stuff. Uh, and then you, the gas prices though are where it's like just too volatile um, and setting the, you know, trying to pad those gets like, pretty tricky because it can move like a hundred way really fast. I think that's really, I don't, I feel like it's not, it's not so much that it's giving you an inaccurate estimate. I think it just changes before the person actually submits. Yeah. The that could be, I mean, right now it's between three fifty and two thirty. I'm looking at it and now it's down to two eighteen to three twelve. Like it goes up and down so fast in this type of, in this way different than Ethereum. I mean, Ethereum, you know, it moves 20 way and, five minutes but here it's moving really really fast so i just keep that up because i don't even need to open the page i just keep it up on my browser it's one of the chrome tabs and like it just shows me the range at all times so i don't even need to do anything else and you can specify you can specify your own gas settings when you submit a transaction through metamask so if you really want to crank the gas up you can do that well, you, you just edit each transaction, right? Is there a perma setting to say, this is what I want my gas to permanently be set at? I know Spooky has it. It's awesome. Uh, if you're doing it through a site, then yes, they can do that. Um, if it's just in MetaMask, I don't think there's a I would love to see that, man. If MetaMask just said, okay, every transaction's 500 guay, Zoom. unless, unless that's I a say good idea. That is a good idea. That's a, that's a really good idea. That would be really easy to like cache in the browser as well. And then users can set their own. That would be like so easy. Damn, that's a good idea. Get them on the horn. Take that back to the. <laughs> well, but even even the like you could even if MetaMask doesn't do this, uh, you know, Reaper and whoever it can you can. Yeah. The problem by. is, like when you have like all of our vaults require different gas limits as well. So I guess like, yeah, we'll figure it out. That is a really good idea though. Uh, all right. 
Thanks, man. Because that'll be easy it. to execute. When you say that, that'll it makes you feel good. You know? Dude, that's oh, a good shit. idea. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm so glad we have Austin as one of the developers. Oh, oh, dude. Don't tell anyone though. It's it's yeah, it's a it's a trick. It's just it's just all psyops. Hey, for anyone that's watching, do me a favor, man, because I was told that I need to do this and I'm gonna shamelessly ask you to subscribe to this channel, like, like this video, because there is some algorithm that will uh, get this in front of more people and and you'll and be I'll, entered into a contest to win a I will even go as far <laughs> as to say the more you can circulate these videos, the better you're gonna help the, the Phantom Network because that is what we're talking about and that's what we yeah. want to get out there. So do me a favor, like the shit. Like it. We're gonna get the hell out of here. One, uh, one candle to twenty-four dollars. Vanilla butter. Thanks for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for bringing your weapons on the show today. I got to get the hell out of here. Catch y'all later, boys. Peace. Bye. There's a penis, Thanks, everybody.